Okay, so this is the kind of a finale time. Uh, but before we can actually start, we need to level Ahoy up. Yep, let's do it. So with level eight, everyone gets an ability score increase of two points. But Rashad, I want to introduce to you feats, which means... Wait, hold up. What is ability? What score two points? What does that mean? Uh, that means from, of the six basic stats that you have, strength, constitution, etc. Yeah. You can add a plus two to one of them or plus one to two of them. Okay. Got it. Well, you can do that mm -hmm. or you can... Uh, basically spend those points to uh, get what's called a feat, so like an extra ability. And I have two that I think might be interesting to you, and then you can decide if you want to take either of those two okay, or you want to just do the ability score improvement. Okay. The first one's called Sharpshooter, which means basically you have mastered ranged weapons and you can make shots that others find impossible. You gain. You can basically attack at long range because the, if you remember, each ranged weapon has a has two ranges. One of them is just you attack as normal, and one of them is like you can't shoot that far, but you have to roll with disadvantage. And with your longbow, it's the regular range is 150 feet, and the thing with uh, disadvantage is 600 feet. But with sharpshooter, you would be able to just have your regular longbow range be 600 feet. Oh, shit. Which is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, you ignore half cover and three quarters qu cover, which we haven't really explored yet, but it's basically if, if an enemy hides behind something, depending on how much they hide themselves, mm -hmm. they get more AC. And uh, you could ignore that if you, if you do a ranged attack. And also, which is very interesting... Before you make an attack with a ranged weapon that you're proficient with, so like if you just use your longbow, um, you can choose to take a minus five penalty to the attack roll, so to the modifier that you add to the d20. Um, and if you do that and you hit, still hit, you can add a plus 10 to the attack's damage. Oh, shit. And then what's the... Okay, so that's one feat. Yeah, and the other feat is called lucky. Okay. Uh, which means you, every day you have three luck points. Mm -hmm. And you can basically, whenever you do an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw, you can spend one of those luck points to to uh, roll an additional d20 and use either of the two dice. So if you really need to save before you, if you have to do a dexterity saving throw before you fall to your death and you roll really poorly, you can use a luck point and re-roll that dice. I see. And I can use it for any roll. Any roll. Okay. But you can also spend a luck point to re-roll an enemy's attack against you. So if somebody, for example, crits against you, you could spend a luck point, roll a d20 yourself, and then use that roll. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the two options. You can always take feats whenever you do an ability score improvement. So it's not like you have to take either of those now. Got it. Uh, I think the next one is at level 12. Wow, that's quite a bit away, though. It's it's quite a bit away, but that it does it's not like a once in a lifetime opportunity sort of thing. 
or yeah, you can just take an ability score, imp like imp ability score improvements, to for example improve your dex or your wisdom or your constitution or whatever. Hmm. It's interesting. I'm trying to think about these things because, like, we, I guess, yeah, we haven't really done cover really much yet. 600 feet is really far, but the range in which like we have like operated our entire frame of reference doesn't even cover that right like when we've talked about like oh we're approaching enemy enemies approaching da -da -da, something's going on it hasn't really mm -hmm. been that far i've never even had to like reach the limit of 150 yet so i'm questioning the need whether or not i would need 600 feet as as a as an added bonus for that right and uh, i mean that's not to say that won't come right but then how would i even know that there is something 600 feet away you know mm -hmm. what i mean and it would take me like four turns or dash to get 400 to 600 feet away from someone. <laughs> um, and then what was the other one is I can like, you know, spend minus five on like the damage roll or whatever. But uh, no, you could like with, from the, the attack roll. Yeah, sorry, I always forget which the terminology of what rolls are called what. But yeah, <laughs> I got I got <laughs> what you that. meant. So I'm trying. I'm just sorry. What I'm doing is just um, trying to outline some of my thinking with this. So mm -hmm. that kind of. Uh, yeah, talk us through your thinking process. I think that's yeah, cool. I th yeah. So that's it's, but of the two that you outlined to me, the sharpshooter mm -hmm. is more intriguing. Uh, it sounds more fun, but I wonder because of the versatility of the luck points, um, how that would be really cool to use it in that way. Mm -hmm. um, but so I have a question. So if, that that is actually my question. So in the long range, if I was or have sharpshooter and I can shoot six hundred feet away. Like, mm -hmm. how would I know something is within, like, at 600 feet? You know, it's, it's quite far in that, like, in that way. How does that, like, manifest in, in terms of, like, a, a even a battle or just even outside of that, right? Yeah, for example, if you are in a fight and an enemy that you really need to not get away runs away and for some reason you can still see them, after 150 feet but they're too far away like let's say they m use some magic to teleport themselves like 200 feet away and you're like in an open area or if they're flying uh, you could technically try to uh, attack them or if they're flying that's very true that's a very good point uh like if somebody's attacking you from above yeah that sounds fun to me i'm gonna do that and i'm just gonna shoot everything that i can see um cool. well what is my vision though like like how far can you see in general i mean you can see as far as you can see um is there is maybe there no, you like, can see a little bit limit? better because of your keen elven eyes or something <laughs> okay yeah but there's no like uh, uh if there is no cover you can see into the distance into the horizon basically yeah yeah for sure okay, there is no like except that there's like a because i know that there's i don't know there's like limit within darkness or limit within mm -hmm. magical darkness or whatever whatever <clears throat> so there's that 70 hit points and then i got land stride and sharpshooter anything else nope that's it nice and what did everyone else do i uh, have a total of 63 hit points now which not is bad not bad for a wizard not, yeah bad for a wizard at all uh, and i did not take a stat increase i chose a feat and um i chose what's now what's called a half feat. So these are feats that give you one stat increase and an ability. And mm -hmm. the one I took was one called Fey Touched. Ah, nice. Yeah, so what it did is gave me a plus one to my intelligence, uh, which brought my intelligence up to 20. So I now have max 
intelligence, 20 intelligence, which is a plus five modifier. So I plus five to all my spell um, and intelligence-based skills. And also gave me the ability to get cast two new spells as a bonus action. Uh, well, one's a bonus action, the other is a, a regular action. So it gave me the ability to cast Misty Step oh, cool. as a bonus action, which is basically a very quick teleportation spell. So basically I can just disappear as a bonus action, reappear somewhere else within 30 feet, I think it is, or 60 yep. feet, I'm not sure. 30 feet. 30 feet. So very handy for getting me out of sticky situations. And the other one that allows me to cast is Tasha's Hideous Laughter. <laughs> it's basically I make everyone burst into laughter and they all take psychic damage. It's great. It's very red manish. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and what about Hedwig? Yep. So Hedwig also took a feat um, rather than the... Wow, everybody's feet. getting these feats today. What's up? <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, um, it didn't... Um, change my modifier but i took the feet observant which gives me plus one to my wisdom so that's at 19 so my modifier stays at four but it means that i can read lips if i understand the language uh, so i can read lips in common dwarven elvish and giant nice. um, and it gives me plus five to my perception and my investigation wow yeah She's um, very nice. So that's really good. Um, also, uh, level eight's pretty big for clerics. I also have another, uh, I got an additional um, fourth level spell slot for a total of two. My um, destroy undead, um, I can now destroy undead up to challenge rating one. And I got a domain feature called divine strike. So once a turn, I can deal an extra one d8 thunder damage with a weapon attack so nice yeah with everyone leveled up let's get into the actual meat of things so last time you all got to spend some uh, well-deserved me time the red man recruited eleanor to help him back uh, to help him hook up wolfgang and bernie despite multiple cues that they're not into each other yet Hedwig worked on her shield with the tiefling smith Solveig, and they exchanged knowledge about magical smithery. Ahoy and CD8 spent a few hours frolicking, frolicking in nature <laughs> to get some quality time out of the semi-urban environment of the Winter Palace. I cannot imagine Ahoy frolicking. <laughs> moody, moody frolicking. Sulking yeah. through the fields. <laughs> Yeah, just like walking past the flowers. Oh, this is nice. This is nice yeah. <laughs> Everything happens to Ahoy. <laughs> uh, Hemir and Helga met you at the Temple of Stronmouse, and Hemir explained that he has called a meeting of the Council, a gathering of the four giants in these lands. You agreed to accompany him and to do testimonies as impartial witnesses of the ass assassination attempt against him. On the way there, a blizzard forced you to build an underground igloo where you could wait out the storm. After the blizzard had subsided, you found your horses stolen but could quickly track down the thieves and made quick work of them as well. We tried negotiating first. Let it be yep. known. They just wanted to fight, which was really stupid. <laughs> Probably two of you could have also just killed them, but you were four, yeah. including a very powerful SMR pal paladin. So. Yeah. They didn't stand a chance. I think you killed them in one 
round. Yep, one yeah. round. It's pretty amazing. So, um, yeah, for the purposes of the, of what's going to happen, mm-hmm. uh, everything is restored. And now I'm just going to do a bunch of talking. <laughs> I apologize. I have <laughs> I have pre-written something. And this is going to be super railroady too. But um, Should I listen to this? I think so, yeah. I think okay. that, that should be good. Um, Ahoy is paying attention. It's got nice for once. No. <laughs> <laughs> Helga and the three of you have now met up with Hymir uh, and the rest of his retinue. Together you arrive at the meeting place of the council, a vast open area with four giant rocks. There is a ring of soldiers surrounding the area. When you arrive, Burgomir is already there. It seems like he only brought his advisor, a Furborg druid named Astrid. Each retinue is seated to either side of the patron. And it's Sigurd, Ilva, Ulf, Bjorn, and Ahoy to the left, and Wolfgang, Bernie, Ralph, Hedwig, and the Red Man to the right of Hymir. So the party is a little bit split. There's also another giant there called Vafthrudir, or short Vaf who will take the role as a, of a mediator. So two hours after you arrive, the fire giant Surt also arrives with her retinue of two salamanders, four warforged, and four hellhounds. She is the smallest but stockiest of the giants. She's wearing a, magnis- a magnificent dark plate mail armor and looks like the personification of a tank. Her advisor is Oscar, a golden dragonborn fighter who carries a large crossbow over his shoulder. Skadi, the Great Mother, arrives last. Her hair is white and she has these piercing blue eyes. With 25 feet, she is the tallest of them all. And accompanying her is a group of Arakokra, including her advisor, a monk called Inga. So all of the four giants have now uh, taken a seat. And when Skadi sees Oscar, her sister's advisor, she snarls and says, how dare you bring this filth to this place? And you can see Sort rolling her eyes and saying, ah, I guess every family has its racist. Cut it out, Scotty, and wait, till, uh, wait with the hostilities until this meeting has officially begun, all right? And so just to give you kind of the lay of the land, Burglemir is seated on the north side, Scotty in the south, Sort on the west and Hymir in the east. And there is a Valkyrie with each of them and another one with Vaf in the middle. They are sent by the gods as neutral keepers of balance and they command the Einherja, which form a circle around the meeting place and are fallen warriors who still have a part to play in the future, as it is foretold by the gods. And now, everyone please make a perception check. 13. 18. Seven for Ahoy. Hedwig, you see there is also an old man present, dressed in a traveling cloak and a hat. His stick and clothes seem well used from journeying. He's standing to the side, further away from the scene, though nobody seems to mind him, and there are two ravens flying in circles above him. Okay. Vaf has now started the council, and he is beginning to tell all of the giants present and everyone else the reason for this gathering namely the assassination attempt attempts rather against Hymir and Burgomir they're, they're just starting this meeting and he's explaining this and Hilda the head Valkyrie who is kind of a, 
who is with Vaf, notices something and tells it to Vaf, who then addresses the council. There is a powerful magical spell of deceitful nature active in our midst. Whoever is responsible, I will give you the opportunity to come forward and explain yourself. And then there is a short silence before Vaf casts a spell. And in this moment, a few things happen simultaneously. Inga, Skadi's advisor, sends a lightning bolt into the sky. Vaf realizes what spell it is that he just dispelled. And you can hear him exclaim, Gias. Skadi falls onto the ground and 11 Arakokra attack. Inga sta- uh, attacks the Valkyrie Hilda, five Arakokra try to attack Surt's retinue, and five Arakokra make their way to Hymir. Before they can come into range, the Valkyries and the Einherja have already slain them. And now everybody please make a DC 12 Akana check. 16 for the red man. 17. Not 20. Nice. Okay, you all know Gies is a mind control spell. Mm-hmm. Skadi has been under uh, a pretty powerful uh, mind current control spell for how long? Who knows? Now you guys need to make a DC 14 perception check for hearing. 17. 28. Wow. Another not 20. Whoa! <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Finale time with those rolls. Uh, yeah, you can, you can all clearly hear a lot of movement coming from far away, like a mass of people trying to make their way to you. Now, please, everybody, make a DC 17 dexterity saving throw. Well, that this this is not my specialty. Ooh, 22 for the red man. 16. I backflip out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> 10. The red man takes five lightning damage. And Ahoy and Hedwig take 10 damage. Where is this damage coming from? What hit us? Oh, it's coming from the sky. And as you are, you're all looking up and you can all hear a weakened Skadi on the ground muttering, They're back. They're coming. And the giants look to the south and seem to be able to see something you cannot. Sword ignites her sunblade. Himu puts on his helmet and shield. And Bergelmia tells every one of you, Brace yourselves, our enemy of old has returned and they have brought an army with them. The Valkyries, Einherja and Advisors immediately turn southward with everyone else following just a few seconds after. You can see an army approaching. As they come closer, you can see humans and dwarves, kobolds and orcs. But those are just the auxiliary forces. The brunt of the troops is made up of humanoid dragons bipedal and without wings. They are not, however, dragonborns like Oscar. They are half-dragons, blue half-dragons to be exact, and a few hundred of them are now running towards you. And now you can see the shapes in the sky as they weave through the clouds above blue dragons in different sizes, and many of them. Now the army is only two kilometers away. Astrid has her eyes closed, muttering an incantation. Oscar smiles grimly, readying his huge crossbow, loading it with peculiar ammunition and telling the rest of Surt's retinue to get ready. Helga just looks at all of you and nods, taking her glaive and getting into her attack stance. The three of them are not only their patrons' most trusted advisors, 
They are also their champions, the supreme warriors in their armies. The Einherjers are pumping themselves up and Hilda, their Valkyrie general, utters a battle cry. As the dragon army is only a few hundred meters away now, Oscar and the Warforged fire projectiles from which a dozen arrows are set free, and most of them hit. Except for Helga and you, all members of Hemir's retinue suddenly transform, for they are were people. Wolfgang, Ralph, Ilva, and Ulf turn into hybrid direwolves. Bernie, Bjorn, and Sigurd turn into hybrid polar bears. Sigurd being the most frightening of them all as he turns into a ferocious Goliath werebear. Out of the sky above you come the dragons to attack those who dared expel them from the land that they had ruled for millennia. And as the giants and dragons clash, the majority of your army starts charging the oncoming host. Everybody please roll initiative. A hoy can hit up to like 600 feet away. He yeah. should be able to. <laughs> he yeah, can start. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I got 15. Mm-hmm. Not 20. Nice. Got a critical fail. So 23 total. <laughs> cool. You're going to be fighting five half-dragon veterans. Great. So the, it's the red man's turn. What do you do? Okay, so these guys come charging up to me. And I'm just going to be like, that's close enough, boys. And I wave my hand, and a massive wall of fire erupts in front of them. These three guys in front are going to have to deal with uh, some fire damage. I create a wall of 60 feet long. It's 20 feet high. It's one foot thick. Uh, When the wall appears, each creature in its area must make a dexterity saving throw. So uh, these three in front have to make a dexterity saving throw. The DC is 16. All of them fail. So they take 5d8 fire damage. That's one, two, six. They take 31 fire damage. That's a lot. The fire is only facing their direction. So if they try to move through it, they'll have to make another saving throw. They'll take damage again. Okay. A creature takes the same damage when it enters the wall for the first time or ends its turn there. And then I'm going to back myself up a little bit, just in case. So I'm going to back <laughs> up a few feet and make sure that uh, these guys can't uh, charge through. Mm-hmm. As a bonus action, I'll enter my, my blade dance in order to increase my AC and speed. Sweet. Uh, Hedwig. So what I was going to do has kind of... Uh, Been made unpos- impossible by a giant fo- wall of fire. Not impossible, but I am afraid that what I wanted to do may negate the wall of fire. Mm -hmm. Maybe do what you need to do. Uh, By the way, Chris, those two at the back, I was wrong. It's actually within 10 feet of the wall take damage. So those two at the back need to make a saving throw as well. If they fail, they also take 31 damage. Okay, one of them passed, but I guess they'd, they'd probably take half, right? Yeah, 15. Cool. I was thinking of casting Ice Storm. So this is a 20-foot cylinder that's also 40 feet high. I think this is actually really interesting. They are caught between a blazing inferno and a raging ice storm. I think thermal expansion should come into play here, and then they (laughs) should explode. (laughs) Hedwig clasps her hands together and then reaches her hammer up to the sky as a large cylinder of an ice storm descends upon them in a 20-foot radius behind the wall of fire trapping them in a massive hailstorm. Um, so each 
creature in the cylinder must make a dexterity saving throw. A creature takes 2d8 bludgeoning damage and 4d6 cold damage on a failed save, half as much on a successful one. Hailstones turn the area of effect into difficult terrain until the end of my next turn. All right. Uh, three of them saved. Okay. Probably. They rolled a, a 17, uh, a 20, and a natural 20. Okay, yeah. The then. other two rolled one digits. Sweet. Yeah, because it was a 15. So let me do the damage really quick. So 2d8 bludgeoning. So that is 13 bludgeoning and 5, 4. So 13 plus 9, 22 damage. So 11 on those that passed. A lot of damage in the first round. I should have maybe... At first, I had way more of them, and I, I no, thought, I don't want to make fine. this too hard. <laughs> don't worry, I'm not going to do any damage, so... Yeah. <laughs> Two of them walk around the wall of fire and shoot their crossbows. At one, one of them is going to shoot at Hedwig, and one of them is going to shoot at the red man. 18. That's a miss. Wow, that's crazy. Ooh, and the one who shot the red man got a natural 20. Oh, no. <laughs> Oops. 16 piercing damage. So that's 16 piercing damage. That hurts. Now I'm going to need to make a concentration check to see if my wall of fire stays intact. Of course, I planned that. I planned that. <laughs> Always aim for the wizard first. So when I take damage, I need to make a concentration check. I have a bonus to concentration thanks to my blade dance. It's either 10 or the damage taken. I took 16. Or no, it's 10 or half the damage taken. So 10. <laughs> and so I'll see. Do I get a 10? Uh, ooh, 23. <laughs> you do no, get sorry, a 10. 24. So uh, I took the damage, but I'm, I'm pretty pissed. I'm going to keep that raging fire going. Okay. So the third one is what, just walking straight through this fucking wall of fire. Uh, gonna make a dexterity saving throw. I don't think there's a saving throw. He's walking through the fire. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> he can't save from that. All right. He's gonna take. I actually forgot to add the monstrosity to my last roll. So let's see. He takes twenty-four fire damage. He regrets that. He regrets <laughs> doing it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, now that he's successfully done it, he's gonna move some more, and he is going to do his lightning breath and. Hedwig, Ahoy, and CD8. No, not CD8. CD8 is fine. Good. But Hedwig and Ahoy need to make a dexterity saving throw. It's always dex. <laughs> it is. Five. Nine. You're both going to take uh, 19 lightning damage. That's Shit. a big oof. One of them is just going just gonna to try to fire a heavy crossbow through the through the wall at at the red man, but I guess it doesn't work. Because um, it, actually, I, I'd like to do a reaction to okay, that. Okay, sure. sure. Um, I'd like to do Wrath of the Storm, so it's the same thing for them. Uh, deck saving throw, and it's um, 2d8 thunder. 11 does probably not save. No. Yeah. 12 thunder damage. He's dead. <laughs> Yo! Good. <laughs> Deserve that. Okay, one of them is just going to try to fire a projectile through this wall of fire. A wooden crossbow bolt. 
Yeah. It might go through, but it'll have disadvantage to actually hit anybody. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, the first the first roll was a, 20, a 22. Okay. The second roll was a 20. Some good rolls. What's your AC? 21. So he fails. And the last one is gonna also move through this wall and he's gonna be up in Hedwig's business and gonna do two long sword attacks. Okay. The first one is a 17. It's not gonna hit. Nope. The second one is a 21. It's a hit. That's a hit. Okay. You're gonna take 10 slashing damage. Okay. And that's their turn. So one of them is all up in Hedwig's face. Two of them are on either side of the of the wall of fire, and one of them is still behind it. And one of them lies dead on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a Hoy's turn. Um, I ask CD8 to go help Hedwig. CD8 goes over to this guy and attacks him. Mm -hmm. What do I have to do again? <laughs> I'm you, so you sorry. You roll a d20 and Thanks. add your attack modifier. Uh, 18 plus 6, 24. Yep. That's 1d6 plus 4, 8 damage. Mm -hmm. And then he has to do a con saving throw for poison damage. You rolled a 14. Yeah, that passes. So he takes half damage on 2d6 mm -hmm. plus 3, which is 9, uh, 4 is half, because you wrote round down, right? Yeah. Okay, so he takes 4 poison damage. So 12, 12 damage in total. Mm -hmm. uh, oh yeah, I forgot to say he's also super bloodied. Obviously, he's on death's door. Mm, the poison didn't kill him. No, that's no. Nope. I wanted the poison to incapacitate him. Um, that's fine. And then for my turn, I'm actually going to do a couple things. I'm going to run away <laughs> very far. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> because Good start. it does not matter where I am apparently for any of my attacks, and I can move as fast as I want because my land strider thing, right? So I'm going to move here in the corner. And you just want to run to, <laughs> like as far as way as you can. I mean, why not? And I am going to cast for my act my actual main action, cast summon beast. And mm. I'm gonna cast an air beast spirit. Around the wall of fire behind he's like flying, obviously, behind the guy who just shot the red man who mm -hmm. walked around the wall of oh, fire. Thanks. And then um, I use my bonus action to have um, CD8 disengage. Doesn't your attack, like if CD8 attacks, no. doesn't that use your bonus action? I didn't think so. Well, technically, when you attack, you could you attack twice, but you can spend one of those attacks to have CD8 attack. Ah, okay, so cool, cool. Technically, cool, cool. you can't really cast a spell because Oops. you've already made the attack action Oops. having Ahoy oh, well, then and I'll, I'll... CD8 fight together. I'll, fi yeah. I'll follow the rule then. I will get rid of this little airbird, airbird thing. So in that case, I will use my attack in this attack roll. Sorry, this is a very confusing turn. I'm very confused because I had CD attack. That means I can attack once, right? Yes? Yeah. yeah okay. You can attack yeah. once now. Yep. I will then... Um, uh, I'll just do a normal roll, I guess, cool. with my longbow. Who are you going to shoot? The same guy who's attacking Hedwig. Three plus eight, 11. Nope. Missed. Sorry. Uh, and, but you can still have CD8 disengage as a bonus action. Yeah. So CD8 happened to disengage. Uh, and do you want CD8 to run away? I would love that. Cool. Which direction? Next to the red man. <laughs> Give him company nuzzle up next to the red nice. man. Nice. 
<laughs> the red man who initially was afraid of City Eight and thought but we've come a long way. Exactly. How far we've come. We've come a long way. It's very true. And we've also come a long way for it is n the first round of combat is over now and it's the Ratman's turn again. What do you do? The This guy up here next to the wall, the one who shot me, how's he looking? He's almost bloodied. Let's put it that way. Almost bloodied? Yeah. Uh, well, then I'm not going to go easy on him. Uh, I'm going to use a bonus action to cast Melf's Minute Meteors. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, sorry. It's a standard action to cast it. And then I can, every subsequent round, as a bonus action, fire off a bunch of mini explosions. Uh, but as part of actually casting it, I get to fire off two of my choice. And I'm going to fire two um, of those mini meteors rights, me meteorites right at his face right here. So he needs to make two dexterity saving throws. Oh, I hate saving throws, honestly. Same. Yeah, yeah. Same. <laughs> Oh, natural 20. <laughs> okay, he passed critical one, fail. So he half damage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. So he takes half damage from one meteor, and then he takes full damage for the second one. So he jumped over one, but the one other one was above it, and he'd come right in the chest. So uh, each meteor does 2d6 fire damage. So I'm going to roll the half one first. The half one, I got eight, so he'll take four fire damage from that one. And the second one, he takes a full thing. Ooh. He takes 11 fire damage. Okay, so 15. And then I am going to um, give him the finger. So it's a good way to, to end your turn. Uh, next up, it's Hedwig. Okay. You have a guy directly in front of you. Yeah, I think I'm just going to try to smack him in the face with my warhammer. Okay. Do it. Okay. That is a 20, not natural. Whip, that hits. Yeah, 1d8 plus 3. So that is 7 damage. Okay. Is he dead yet? Uh, nope, not okay, quite. Okay, then in that case, um, I'm going to add my divine strike and add 1d8 thunder damage. Whatever you roll, you're going to kill him because he had 1 nice. HP left. <laughs> and then, so I see it and he's not gone yet and then I'm like, boom. Yeah, <laughs> and he just topples over, over and like falls yeah. dead to the ground. Nice. Good. Okay. <laughs> you just tell it. You just say boom. boom. <laughs> <He's> yeah. <laughs> and I think I'll just hold my ground as usual. Um, wait. Uh, I'm I'm looking a little bad. I'll use a healing word as a bonus action on myself, just because mm -hmm. I am slightly bloodied. Okay. And then that's my turn. All right. Next up is those guys, those jokers, the one who is to. Your left of the firewall is gonna <laughs> take the place of the guy who you just killed, just steps over his colleague and angles his his lightning breath so that both you and CD8 need to make a dexterity save. Not CD8. Yeah, CD8. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> it's like reverse save the cat, it's kill the spider. Oh, you're making a bad choice, man. Uh, dex saving throw. While it is good for me, it's probably not a pass. 14. Uh, nope. 15. 15 saves. Yay. Oh, no! <laughs> so sorry. Uh, and then if it was a spell, I would have saved two, but no. Okay, Hedwig, you take 22 lightning damage. Okay. And CD8 takes wow. 11. 
Yeah, I'm not looking great, y'all. 11. Do you not have no resistance to lightning damage being a thunder cleric? I don't think I do, but I kind of feel like I should. <laughs> Maybe I kind of we can workshop that in the future, it. but yeah, today yeah. that's going to hurt you, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, the guy who, from your point of view, is to the right of the wall of fire is going to move his entire movement of 30 feet. And the red man and uh, and CD8 make to do need to do dexterity saving throws again. Yeah, because he is also going to use his lightning breath. All right. Same, 15. All right, I have advantage on dexterity saving throws because I'm in my blade dance. So let's see how I do. That is uh, 14 or 19. I'll take the 19. You both only need uh, only take eight damage. Where was that roll when you were attacking me? I don't know. <laughs> and so the the guy who is still on the other side of of the wall of fire. Oh, by the way, does he get any damage because he started his turn both on the opposite side of the wall of fire and in the sleet storm? It's not sleet storm. It was ice storm. Oh, and actually, that is everything just falls down, and then it's difficult terrain. But I think oh, I like see. the storm is then done. So if he tries to move through the fire or ends his turn within ten feet of the fire, he has to take damage. But um, if he just like runs away now, it doesn't. Not starting his turn. Okay, cool. He is gonna run away. He has a heavy crossbow, and now I need to take out the ruler. Who can he hit? I think he can hit everyone. I mean, yeah, it's a heavy yeah, crossbow. Yeah. He has a range of like 120 feet or something. He has, yeah, his his heavy crossbow has a reach of 100. And uh, he's gonna attack Ahoy. That's an 18. Does that hit? Yep. You take 8 piercing damage. And that's his turn. And now it's your turn, Ahoy. All right, then. So, first thing is gonna happen, I guess, we'll have CD8 do his thing. CD8 move and attack this one guy here that's right in front of the red man. Gotta um, do what he's gotta do, I guess, right? At 14. Uh, that does not hit, unfortunately. Great. Finally, someone who attacks them and uses the AC instead of the stupid. Hey, uh, I hit them with my hammer! <laughs> So then I guess all I can do is just then attack with the longbow with the hoy. A 20? Yeah, that hits. That is a 5 damage. 5. Total, Great including the plus 3. Including the plus 3. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then bonus action, CDA disengage, and then run away. This time, run behind the red man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Don't worry, buddy. I'll keep you safe. Yay, thank you. It's uh, back to the top of the order, and it's the red man. All right, so this guy in front of me. I think he'd look better face down on the ground. Uh, I'm going to, as a bonus action, fire off two more of my floating meteorites. Uh, he has to make two dexterity saving throws. Uh, that's a 19 and a 17. Uh, okay, two passes. So he takes half damage for both. So the first one... Nine halved would be there four, so he takes four from the first one, and the second one four again. Aww. So he took eight fire damage for a bonus action, not bad. And then I'm going to point uh, my hand or my finger at him, and I'm going to snap my fingers, and the tolling 
of dreadful bells echoes his head. I'm going to hit him with Toll the Dead. He needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Not this guy's strong suit, and he just rolled a two. <laughs> okay, so he takes a lovely amount of uh, necrotic damage here. 2d12. 2d12. Ooh! He takes 19. 19 necrotic damage. From as a cantrip. His, from a cantrip. As, as his ears begin bleeding and his eyes roll into the back of his head, he collapses dead on the ground. You know what? The red man's right. He does look better with his face on the floor, <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> so another foe is dead, and it's Hedwig's turn. I'm going to try to do the same thing. This guy hit me hard, so I'm also going to cast Toll the Dead. So I look over at the red man, point at him, and the guy in front of me also starts to hear bells. Wisdom saving throw. He rolled a four. <laughs> yes. With that fail, he takes 11... And nine. He wow. takes 20 damage. That's amazing. Oh, man. That's all I can do. I'm about to get hit again. Um, then as a bonus action, uh, again, uh, I'm going to cast Mass Healing Word. Um, you've taken damage, right? Everybody's taken damage. Everyone's taken. So just everyone. Everyone is going to take. That is a bonus action? Mass Healing Word is a bonus action. That's healing incredible. Word is, yeah. Um, so that is not much, but it is six extra HP, so hopefully oh, that thank helps you a bit. So much. Thank you. Oh, and CD8 as well, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, creature. Six creatures, so yeah, I can give it to him. Yeah. Those six HP might be uh, the uh, difference between staying up and being knocked unconscious and having to roll death saving throws. Yeah, so exactly. That's pretty nice. Obviously, around you, there's this giant battle going on, and you can, you can see Helga. She's moving her glaive in enormous half-circles, slashing through enemies surrounding her. Her uh, strikes emboldened with divine energy. Oscar, who has now fired all, all of his projectiles, he tosses away his crossbow, uh, takes a short sword in one hand and a dagger in the other, and just jumps into the fray and is just like slashing away. Uh, and Astrid, she casts a spell onto herself and is being hurled into the air as though she has been fired from a trebuchet. And as she lands, she has turned into a giant scorpion and wreaks havoc in the midst of the dragon army. And now it is the uh, half-dragon veteran's turn. And the one that's right in front of Hedwig is gonna uh, attack Hedwig with two longsword attacks. Uh, one of them does, of course, what does not hit. <laughs> the second one does hit. Mm. And you take... Uh, eight points of damage. Okay. I'm not dead yet. That's very good. The other guy uh, who is like back in the corner, he's just going to move a little bit further away from the firewall <laughs> <laughs> just because it's not great. And uh, he is going to shoot his heavy crossbow uh, at the red man. And that is a 15, which does not hit. So nope. now it's Ahoy's turn. So I think Hedwig needs some help. So I'm going to send CD8 to run over here. Give her some moral support. And Thank you. <laughs> so I'm just going to attack then with my longbow this guy over here. 
Uh, oh, you, like, CD8 is literally just there to give more support. He's not going to attack. I'm going to use my bonus action to have CD8 help on the next turn. Oh, that's know. cool. So she, he will um, happily just stand and help Hedwig in any way that she needs. I don't know what that means, but that's something I can do, apparently. That means that whatever she's trying to do next turn, she's going to get an she's going to get advantage. Oh, cool! Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I'll I'll shoot the longbow at this guy over here that is running away from the fire. Weirdly enough, you think it's weird if people try to I run think away? You should from run fire. towards fire. I don't know what other people do, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I will have you. T I will take that to the test later in this <laughs> campaign. Um. All right. So I rolled a nineteen. Yeah, that's gonna hit. Okay. Cool. Their AC and AC is eighteen. So. Oh, okay, perfect. So then, oh no, I ran. No, I rolled like a twenty something, twenty seven. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put the wrong modifier there. Sorry. And that's an eleven damage. Mm -hmm. The first arrow wasn't it seventeen. Ah, uh, doesn't hit. Yeah. Doesn't hit. Just okay. misses. That's all right. So he just takes the one, and then my bonus action, as I said, is to have um, Hedwig hit. Uh, sorry, CD8 help Hedwig. And then me, I am in a show of moral support, going to go next to the red man. And just be like, I got you. So I feel like Ohio is very much opening up right now. That's really cool. That's not, I feel like that's not something that Ohio would have done in the beginning of all Friendships of this. Friendships are forged through war and battle. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Spoken like a true ranger. <laughs> it's uh, the red man's turn. Uh, I just realized that my wall of fire uh, is a concentration spell, as so is my Melf's Minute Meteors. I can't have two active at the same time, so Wall of Fire uh, disappears. Okay, cool. I mean, it wasn't really doing anything anymore anyway. So it's Yeah, good. exactly. That's And I'd cast Minute Meteors after I'd cast this, the Fire spell, so it didn't interfere with any rolls or any damage. Uh, I'm going to fire my last two Meteors. I'm going to fire one here. And it hits this guy. Uh, it doesn't hurt thing, just so that she can free up her turn. Uh, if I get him, I'm gonna. He has to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, he rolled a natural twenty. Okay, so he'll take half damage. I'm not sure if this will kill him. Uh, he takes five fire damage. Mm -hmm. He's not dead. Okay, and then I'll use my last meteor uh, as part of the same action and hit him with that as well. All right. Another dexterity save throw. throw. Oh my god, I rolled another critical fail right after a natural 20. Alright, then he's going to be taking 9 fire damage. Still going. Oh man, this guy. Okay, well, uh, how's he looking? I mean, he's on death's door, but... Uh, Death's door, you say? Well, he's got to pay the toll. <laughs> wisdom so saving wisdom throw as saving. bells. It's a 17. That is a pass. So nothing. Oof. Oh, Sorry. Nothing I, hope that was I hope I'd free you up. I'd, ho yeah, I'd hope to take care of him to give uh, Hedrick time to move out of there and do something else. I apologize. Uh, that's me done. I'll give Ahoy a pat on the back since he's right next to me. <laughs> it's an honor. I'm going to like, after hey, yeah, you, you want to go like, uh, go get mojitos after this? Let's slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take out my warhammer, swing it around, and try to apricot his head off. So I got um, a six and an eighteen, but that's without my so uh, plus six 
This is definitely a hit. Yeah. Um, so first damage is a two plus three, so that's five. I'm guessing that's not much. But uh, still, still standing somehow. And then let's get some thunder. And yeah, boom with an extra five. It just kills him. Yes. <laughs> he had four hit points left. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, as you as you swing your hammer and it deals out this thunderous uh, bludgeoning damage, there is this other fight going on obviously you're in like in the middle of the fray of the like you're in in the thick of the fight of the armies but the fight between the giants and the dragons is in full swing as well three of the nine young blue dragons already lie dead on the ground and you can see some dents in Surt's armor and a nasty looking wound on Hemir's shoulder just as you look over you can see Bergomir swinging his great club and it's a one in a million for it hits one of the adult blue dragons and breaks its skull oh, it wow. falls down to the ground the other adult dragon lets out this furious piercing cry and four of the young dragons sink their teeth into Burgomir, whose perfect hit has left him wide open so he's immobilized, and the only remaining adult dragon uses its lightning breath and shoots it directly at and through Burgelmir's chest. And now it's the giants who let out cries of pain and wrath. Skadi casts a spell and unleashes a force of wind, which manages to push back the young dragons from Burgelmir. Himir casts aside his shield and joins Surt in going to full berserker mode with his great axe. While Skadi is channeling her connection to her divine side of the family. You know, she is related to Stronmouse, uh, after mm -hmm. all. And she casts a spell she usually can't, Mass Heal. <gasps> and that means all of you are, not only are your hit points restored to full maximum, but also all of your spell slots and special once-a-day abilities. Oh, nice. Wow. I feel good. The problem. The problem with this is she just cast. She just uh, ha had all of the young dragons fly away from them, and one of them heard the thunderous smite of Hedwig, and someone else unleashing the power of lightning and thunder. They can't have that. So with full force, there is a young blue dragon making its way to you, and now you're going to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with this young blue dragon. Bring it on. That just lands, basically, in the middle of, all, like, next to all of you, there is there is Hedwig and uh, CD8 on one side to its west, basically, and there is uh, Ahoy and uh, the Red Man to its south. But it's going to go next turn. Now it's the half-dragon veterans, and there is still one remaining far away and he is shooting a heavy crossbow who does he shoot at at ahoy i assume that a 15 does not hit it hits it hits oh. okay it hits that's just five damage cool uh, and that is its turn now it's ahoy's turn let's return the favor <laughs> i appreciate um so the first roll for the we'll take the first roll as the the one. Mm -hmm. and then the second roll is a 19. Is that it? All right. How much damage do you do? Seven. Um, and then I use my other attack roll. Uh, 17. Doesn't hit. 
AC is 18. Oof. Also, I'm going to say that the heal happens now, so the five damage that you just took are gone. Oh, okay. Thank you. And now the dragon is in your midst, and uh, it's the red man's turn. Suddenly there is this, like, big blue dragon right in front of you. Oh, blue is such an ugly color. Let's make it a bit redder. And, I uh, disagree. It says. <laughs> disagree all you want. It's not going to get you out of my new wall of fire. <laughs> Can you cast it by way? Yes, because you gave me back all our spell slots. No, 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 not ca can you cast it, but can you cast it that way? It can be a continuous 60-foot line. <laughs> nice. So, so you basically five, surround 10, 15, 20, a, a 25, dragon. 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. See, I surround this dragon with a wall of fire. He needs to make a dexterity saving throw. It's incredible. Its dex is 10. Why is its dex 10? And it also rolled a 10, so I, that does not save. Okay, so he takes the full uh, 5d8 fire damage. Uh, ooh. So that is 33 fire damage to this dragon. Ooh, okay. That will teach you to land in front of the red man. And uh, then I'm going to casually walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, ahoy! <laughs> so much for camaraderie. Uh, I'm going to back up about 20 feet. So it gives a bit of distance in case he has like a sweeping attack or a breath weapon attack so he can hit more of us. And, uh, you know he has a breath weapon attack. I know he has a breath weapon attack. <laughs> uh, I got lock eyes. No, actually, I can move really fast. I'm going to move over to here. I got lock eyes with this guy. And it said, oh, your reinforcements are gone. It's just you and me now, buddy. And Rig? I could banish him, but then he's just going to come back. So. I forgot you have banishment. But then it's only that's only sixty seconds, and then they can that's come right. back. So we probably just gotta just gotta deal with it. So in that case, I think I'm gonna try to use um, I'll use guiding bolt mm -hmm. on him, uh, which is radiant damage, and that is an attack. It's a crit! Yay! Yay. Yay! So crit. So guiding bolt is um, forty-six radiant damage. And the next person to attack it has advantage. Too bad it's not um, thunder damage, man. Because I could just max oh, it out. Oh, you could max it out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but there we go. That's a lot of ones. But there's a lot of sixes. Okay, so that is 31 radiant damage. Ooh. And now it's sparkling. <laughs> I was sparkling before. <laughs> You're extra sparkly now. And nice. I, I go one. <laughs> I cannot move very far at all. I'm still going to get hit, but I wanted to give myself a little bit of space. So I move also back in tw uh, 15 feet. Sometimes sometimes it's not fun to play with D&D &D veterans who know exactly that a dragon has a breath weapon that goes in a straight line. <laughs> Next up is the re last remaining half-dragon veteran who is going to do the same thing you did, uh, Redman, and he's going to like point his index and middle finger to his eyes and then point his index finger to you like i i see you too and he shoots his crossbow at you and <laughs> he, he fell uh, for my bluff <laughs> he, he uh he did an 18 Was that that's a miss it's a miss he is however going to move about 25 feet and next up it is the dragon's turn since the dragon has a flying speed of 80 feet he's gonna fly over mm-hmm 
of a 20 feet wall of fire and is going to does its lightning breath attack at Ahoy and CD8. Please both roll a dexterity saving throw and you really, really don't want to miss. Because there's a lot of dice. Oh, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 17 for That's good. Ahoy. And then for CD8, it is 18. Okay. Okay, both save. Uh, so you take half damage, but the damage is still 10d10. I mean, it's not that's not the half of it, but you're going to take half of 10d10. That's a big oof. That's a big oof. So that's 24 lightning damage. 24? Okay. Yep. And that's its turn. It's, uh, it's up 50 feet in the air. And next up, it's a horse turn. I'm like, I'm gonna get the fuck out. I have to, in the process, I will send a CD8 over to the red man and use my bonus action to have him help him mm -hmm. for the next turn. And then I will come, wait, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. I will come to the absolute furthest that I can away from the this dragon in the southwest direction. And then I will cast that spell that I wanted to cast at the very beginning, <laughs> um, Summon Beast, which, uh, and I want the same air beast that I wanted before. Okay, I'm going to have this little bird that I'm going to summon go face to face with this dragon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. More little birds sending into the eagles are coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, and then that's my turn. But then apparently this beast's turn happens right after mine. I, one question that I have uh, for it says for the like for attack. It says your spell attack modifier to hit. What does that mean? So you cast using your wisdom. So it'd be your wisdom plus your proficiency for his attack roll. I think. Not your wisdom, but your move is the modifier. Yeah. Okay, so I it, for the attack roll, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. So then it would be whatever that is plus the wisdom modifier plus the proficiency modifier. Yeah. Okay, cool. So then since he's right next to the dragon, I'll have this little bird <laughs> attack the dragon. Very brave. And he rolls a 23. Yep, that hits. Yay! <laughs> okay. Right in the Yay. eye. <laughs> and it is 1d8 plus 4 damage which is a 12 I rolled an 8 and then part of this beast's special thing is that the beast doesn't provoke opportunity attacks when it flies out of an enemy's reach cool um, so he will fly 60 feet in the other direction <laughs> <laughs> the northeast direction okay cool uh, next up is the Ratman's turn I want to try something I've never done before. I'm going to hit this creature with um, a Rakdos spell that Ooh. I learned. It's a spell I got from my Rakdos cultist background. It's called Confusion. Okay. So I'm going to target the blue dragon and I attempt to assault and twist his mind. So he's to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, that's a seven. Ooh, okay, so uh, basically the affected creature tank cannot take reactions and must roll a d10 at the start of each of its turns to determine what kind of behavior it will have. Okay. On a one, 
Uh, he uses all of his movement to basically run off in a random direction. <laughs> I'm just going to have you have a, fight another blue dragon if that happens. Yeah. On a 2 to 6, it doesn't move or take any actions on its turn because it's kind of confused. Uh, on a 7 to 8, it uses its action to make a melee attack against a creature within its reach. Currently nobody. If there is no creature within its reach, it does nothing. On a 9 to 10, it can act normally. Okay. So there's an 8 and 10 chance he will not attack us on his turn. And I assume it can reroll the wisdom saving throw at the end of each, each of its turns? At the end of his turns, yeah, he can try and reroll yeah. it. Cool. That's a very good turn. Hedwig. Him being 50, uh, it being 50 feet up in the air causes some problems. That's why I did that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. So since we're, um, are we doing this like non-Euclidean, meaning like the furthest distance is that just the distance it's away? So that means it's quote unquote 50 feet away from me. Yeah. Okay. So then I am going to try and cast Shatter on it. It has a range of 60 feet. Oh, okay. So just, yeah. Then the starting point is going to be on the dragon itself. It is a con saving throw. On. This one is good at with Yeah. Uh, it, it rolled a three, though. It, yes. has a, it, ha, it has a modifier of plus eight for constitution saving throws. But Yay. if you roll badly, even the best modifier can't help you. That's amazing. So I'm also going to use my destructive wrath to max out the damage. And so that is nice. going to be... So 3d8, um, so 24, 24. thunder yeah. damage. It's bloodied. It's very much bloodied. Yes. As everyone else, I'm going to move away from it. Okay, next up is the half-dragon veteran, who is... Um, kind of forgot about him, honestly. Yeah, yeah the, the yeah. dragon is... <laughs> yeah, I didn't think he would be still be alive, honestly, but he is there, and he's going to make a turn that none of you will like. He's going to use his movement and going to go directly in front of the red... Or, like, five feet away from the, re from the red man and is going to use its breath weapon so please redman and cd8 make dexterity saving throws 12 but i also have advantage because of my thing. so 15 15 is the dc oh thank god what does cd8 roll um 14 Ooh. Ooh. okay what's uh cd8's health situation looking like oh no He's already. Oh no, he's not bloodied, but he's on. The, I mean, one one hit and he gets bloodied. I mean, he's almost dead. <laughs> I'm rolling very well right now, unfortunately. Oh, shit. <gasps> oh my no, god. No, not CD8. CD8 takes 27 <gasps> points of damage. Oh, he's dead. CD8's dead. You're joking. Uh, no, I'm not joking. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what this means. Can I forego my saving? throw to jump in the way and take the full brunt yes yes you can and provide him with two resistance beautiful or half oh. yeah basically you you change like cd8 takes half of 29 which which is 14 and you take 29 so he'll take half and i'll take the full oh my god tears <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> oof team player but wait there's more as a reaction oh, i know what's coming yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep as a reaction it's not the one you think okay i'm gonna as a reaction i cast the spell absorb elements 
Oh, okay. For this attack, I've considered resistance to lightning damage. And not only that, all that lightning energy that's running through my body is now channeled through me into my weapon. And now I'm holding my uh, weapon, which is shrouded in lightning damage. And I am all my hair standing on end. I'm looking at this guy with crazy eyes. And I am holding a giant electric rod. <laughs> and I'm like, guess where this is going? <laughs> so we'll both take the half damage then. So we'll both take 10. Wow, what an epic move. Oh. Uh, next up is the dragon's turn. All right, I can roll the 1d10 or you can roll. Uh, why don't you roll? Why don't you roll? Okay. It's your spell. Uh, you rolled a two. Let's see, which is two? Because uh, Hedwig and Ahoy are currently perfectly aligned in a single straight line. <laughs> so that would have been too good. He doesn't move or take any actions he's kind of just like staring around like huh? what he's moved to tears by your action saving cd8 next up is ahoy okay so ahoy is fucking pissed uh, so he is going to move 35 feet towards this man screaming i just I'm, I'm i'm instead of yelling in anger i yell with worry for cd8 and i use my bonus action to tell him to dash and he dashes off the map <laughs> because I use his main action to have him hide as well. So he has dashed 80 feet off the map and he is hidden. Um, I will put him in the corner yeah. uh, <laughs> up here so he's away. <laughs> nice. Um, so CD8 is gone. Yeah, CD8 would have died like three times if he hadn't like gotten the HP boost as well. Oh, yeah, you're saying he's OP. Um, all right, and then that's my that's my entire turn. There's nothing else I can do, right? Um, and then that is now the bird's turn. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have him fly sixty feet towards the last standing uh, man, I guess. The last standing uh, assistant for this dragon thing. He's he's still out of reach, so he's gonna be he's I think twenty feet, fifteen feet. Um, away from that guy. I beat the ground in anger with tears streaming down my face. How could I let this happen to CD8? And screaming at my own um, ineptitude. <laughs> Next up, it's the Redman's turn. There's a guy in front of you who just uh, hurled a bunch of lightning out of its uh, mouth at you and hurt you quite a bit. Uh, I've got my uh, lightning rod in my hands and uh, I believe I made him a promise about where it's going. <laughs> so I uh, I'm going to move right up to him. So when I attack, I get to attack twice. And one of those attacks can be a cantrip. So this is with my currently lightning shrouded shish kebab. That is... Ooh, okay, 24 <coughs> AC. Yes. <laughs> designed as a rapier, so it's a rapier, which is 1d8, plus 3 for my dex, and an additional 1d6 lightning damage. Yeah, can you tell me what the lightning damage is separately? The light, oh, the lightning damage is a six, so that'll be half to three. Yes. So that's three plus two, which is five, plus an additional three, which is eight damage. Still going. And then my second attack, I'm going to swing my arm around and I'm going to hit him with a finger snap. And uh, I'm going to activate those bells in his head. Okay, wisdom saving throw. Uh, roll 12. Okay, that is a fail. Okay, 2d12. 
12 and a 6. So, 18. Wow, you... I didn't think you'd kill him this turn. <laughs> I made him a promise. The red man always keeps his promises. I'm still kind of debating about the best thing to do. Even though we really need to hurt this thing, there's not a whole lot I can do. So I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on you, which is a little bit oh, higher. Thank you. So that is a 5 plus 4, so that's 9 healing points, and I'll move over one more time. So hopefully he'd... We're still in a line, but it's fine. Okay, so that's, I think, I think that's all I can do for the moment. Next up is the dragon. And he roll, oh no, you roll if you want. A three. A two, a two to six is he doesn't move and doesn't take action. So he's still just kind of floating there, just like being like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's uh, Ahoy's turn. So I'm going to use my bonus action to start, and I'm going to cast Zephyr Strike. Um, and that gives me advantage on one of my attack throws, uh, and, um, or attack rolls, sorry. And the one I'm going to get advantage for, I'm going to use the, my special ability thing. Ooh, nice. Um, so I'm going to, um, and that's a 15. Uh, doesn't hit. It's like a, a less than that. No. Um, so that misses completely. That was a good idea in theory. Um, and then I will, but hit or miss on that attack, uh, that doubles my speed for this turn. So mm -hmm. I can go 70. Um, so I'm going to go one, two, three, four, five. Spreading out. <laughs> I'm going to go completely to the opposite side of the dragon. Um, and then I'm going to roll my second attack. Math 25. Yep, that hits. How did I hit that one? Of all things. <laughs> it's always the other one. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, and then that is an eight damage. And then it is my peace turn, I guess. So he's going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, th 30 feet, basically, or 25 feet towards the dragon. And then attack. It's a 22. Yep, hits. Seven piercing damage on that. And then... I'm going to have him, because he still has 30 feet left, I'm going to have him go to the northeast direction in the opposite corner and go 15, 20, uh, wait, what? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 feet in the opposite direction. So we are now in all four corners. All right. Next up is the red man. While he's just floating there, I'm going to clap my hands together and then I'm going to create, conjure up a bunch of uh, magic missiles. I'm going to cast this as a third level spell. All right. 5d4. Actually, you know what? Screw that. Okay. I'm going to conjure a giant fireball in my hands and I'm going to shoot it at him. Classic. Okay. Dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving throw. Just roll a two. All right. He takes a fireball directly to his chest and explodes. 86 damage. Got a nice. little fireball. Right, he takes 30 fire damage as this fireball explodes. It's on death's door. Yes. And then I'll laugh maniacally. In true red man fashion. And now it's Hedwig's turn. I think I will try another guiding bolt. That is a 17 plus 7. Yep, that hits. Fantastic. That's 46 radiant damage. That is, ooh, that's a good roll. 17 
radiant damage. Nice. Hedwig, how do you kill this dragon? So it's just sitting there, flying there, rather confused. So I guess it's a little sad to be killing it, but she knows that they're quite evil creatures, knowing a lot about lightning magic. So she takes her guiding bolt and aims where the red man had towards the dragon's chest as it blasts through the dragon's heart. And it falls and descends in a shower of sparkles. (laughs) (laughs) You bring a tear to the red man's eye. Oh, what a beautiful death. (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) So as as the battle finishes, uh, I I sprint as fast as I can towards uh, CD8 where CD8 is supposed to be screaming for him. CD8, CD8, where are you? And uh, as, I, as CD8 comes out of his hiding place, kind of nestles in the ground and walk, and walk towards him, kind of hugging him. And then we kind of together uh, walk and congregate next to the red man. And um, I look red man, the red man in the eyes and, have, and tell him, I'm forever in your debt, sir, red man. Let's go get those mojitos now. mojitos for everyone nice and with mojitos for everyone we're going to end today's session thank you everyone for playing and uh, tune in next time as we conclude this little in my what in my head has become a prologue (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, thank you guys so much for playing and if you've enjoyed listening to this alex how can people help us Uh, Please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps. And if you want to reach out, Adam, how can people do that? Uh, Check out the Serially Hooked uh, website and uh, drop us a mojito. We're looking forward to getting your mojitos on SeriallyHooked.com. Thank you, everyone, for playing. And until next time.